0: Chapter 52 Rubens sat in his cabin. His face was stone cold and didn't show an inkling of emotion. He was wearing his fancy uniform. He wore a starched black long-sleeved shirt and pants with a small captain's cap on his head. Over his clothes and boots, he wore a long black leather coat with a belt securing the coat close to his waist. He just had a knife and a whip at his hip. A large, deadly bolt stretched across his shirt. The Yildirim general sat with strange instruments of measurements scattered across his desk. A large map was stretched out over his workspace. He worked with impatience during the early mornings. He jabbed his map with his index finger over the map, directly on top of the coast of Northern Yelling. He bit his lip with agitation. He thought to himself when suddenly one of his officers approached. General, the man said, accompanied by salute. Go on, man, Rubens barked back. We are ready to dock at your word, the man said. Rubens rose from his seat and he left his cabin without acknowledging the officer. The sea's soft breeze brushed his cheek, but he paid no heed. The timid soldier followed after him. He could see the horridly busy docks ahead of him. He sighed with annoyance. We're going to need some soldiers, he muttered. He turned to the officer. Summon the soldiers and have them ready on deck, now. The edgy officer nodded and quickly saluted. He quickly went down the stairs and below deck. The rolling thunder pulled closer and closer to shore. There were already men with the Yildirim symbol across their uniforms waiting for them. The men on deck quickly reacted to Reuben's orders, and a long plank was prepared to allow passage off the ship. Rubens suddenly turned. The sound of thudding feet reverberated around the ship, An organized marching force of Yildurums emerged from below deck. Each had stern expressions as they marched mechanically off the ship, with Rubens at the lead. Six months at sea, he thought to himself. Let's see what become of them. Ilse tried to hide the smirk on her face. The workers on deck had a mixture of disappointment and worry on their faces. They all stood, clad in their Yildurum uniforms, even though she met them as humble seamen. She caught sight of Wren among the crowd. He looked especially worried. She knew that she would never see him again, and her future's outcome was up in the air. They exchanged nods, and Ilse walked on. She began sweating with anticipation and sighed heavily. In a few steps, she would be the old Ilse. Suddenly, her whole body ached to confirm her suspicions. She was officially off the ship, and she stepped on land. She almost faltered and collapsed, but she kept her composure. She realized it was the feeling of having her powers and abilities back. She noticed the soldiers around her experiencing a similar rush. Her blood surged with new excitement. She recognized the docks well enough, yelling. She was less than a week's journey away from home. It felt good to know she was so close to freedom. She stared ahead, and she saw Rubens, staring back. She was tempted to smile, but she knew it would spoil everything. He stared at her and moved his gaze elsewhere. Even he did nothing to stop her. She smiled to herself. Perfect. Ilse proudly went forward, certain that her escape was secure. She didn't even know where the original soldiers lay and where the false ones were. She hoped they would be brave enough to save themselves once they were far enough away. She looked down at her own image. Despite her bad opinion about the uniform, she was glad that she, the prisoner, was clad in one herself. Once Reuben sent them into the city to do his bidding, and once they reached their respective posts, the women knew to simply... disappear. The army marched in time through the markets in silence. Other civilian sailors and traders kept their distance and made sure to do their business without a fuss. It seemed so perfect. So many major roads spiraled out of yelling that all of them led safely to the prisoners' homes as far as Ilse knew. She could find Sebra again and hopefully restock before her new quest she needed to find Reshma and get back her rings. She smiled to herself in triumph. Things were starting to finally turn out. She could escape with the clear conscience that not a single prisoner suffered any longer aboard the Rolling Thunder in her name. In fact, things looked better than she ever planned. Once Rubens was deep enough into the city, there was no one left to stop Ren and the others from disappearing as well. Suddenly, Ilse stopped in her tracks A huge lightning bolt struck a nearby building with a mighty rumble. The building shook mightily. People around her fled in terror. Lightning was striking buildings like rain. Everyone ran, including the soldiers. More cracks of thunder, again and again and again. Their systematic, rhythmic march suddenly unraveled and they ran in chaos. Ilse prayed that her fellow prisoners fled with their new chance. She never got hers. Ilse was struck. She stood immobilized and she dared not to look behind her. She lost control of her nerves and began to twitch and convulse on the ground like a fish out of water. "'Thought you could outrun your destiny?' a familiar voice called. Ilse's shoulders would have slumped if she had the control to do so. It was Ruben's. He was behind her and she could imagine his triumphant yet smug grin. "'Did you seriously think I was that stupid?' "'No one except me sees you for what you really are. "'I could care less what you planned on doing by helping the other prisoners. "'But your future is entwined with mine,' Rubin said wickedly. "Last, Ilse wanted to say. "'How did he know? How did he know?' She began to panic, praying that the others were fleeing in safety. "'That's not the way to propose to a girl.' called a familiar voice. The tingling sensation left Ilse and she could lie still on the ground. She smiled as she turned to lay on her back. Sebra, Sebra stood with her proud shoulders back. Her attire was like a swirl of red crimson. Her clothes weren't ragged, torn, or frayed like the ones she wore on their first meeting. They were fine and magnificent. Her long, dark blonde hair was tugged and twisted into one long braid that looked like a lethal whip. She had a long, loosely fitted shirt tucked into a pair of brown pants. A large, crimson jacket hung from her shoulders. The tail of the jacket swayed about her thighs. She was still decorated with daggers of all shapes. That never changed. With the rough year that had come and gone, she looked older. She looked like she was exiting her twenties and entering her thirties. She was still strong. Why don't we leave the loss out of this? You're mine, Rubens, Sebra said her determination dripping from each word. I thought that was you, Sebra. I see you're flaunting the treasures the government is giving you. Rubens followed tartly. All in a day's work, she returned with the venom. Shall we continue bickering with words, or have you forgotten how to fight with your fists? Ilse tried to shake her shoulders back and forth or even wiggle her toes, but the only thing she could do was breathe in her current stasis. Rubens stepped in front of her with his back turned towards her. Instead of freeing Ilse like she wanted, he reached with his right hand for his long whip and with his left for his curved dagger. It was decorated with the haunting symbol of the bolt at the hilt, and it looked like an expensive gift given to him for his status. Sebra merely chuckled to herself. She crossed her hands in front of her, and each hand gripped a sword of fine steel. There was a long screech as she unsheathed the two weapons. "'Are you sure you remember, or must I remind you?' she said with a cocky smile. "'I don't need schooling from a civilian,' Rubens countered. He lunged at her, but she blocked his attack by shoving her two blades at him in the shape of an X. She merely laughed at him. They lunged at each other again in their attempt to beat the other to the ground. "'These two must have some kind of history,' Ilse thought. "'Rubens must have a bad habit of fighting women.' She was slowly regaining feeling in her hands and it felt good. It had been a while since she even hummed a tune, but it came back like learning to walk. She warmed up her throat and pointed her fingers weakly at Rubens' feet. Long shards of glassy ice shot up from the ground and Rubens performed fancy footwork to avoid getting skewered. He turned around and held out his whip threateningly. Stay down, he shouted. He flashed his whip in her direction, but someone blocked her way. Bear stood in the way as the whip curled around his muscular forearm. Rubens actually had to look up at him. He looked equally confused and horrified. Only cowards attack a woman on the ground, Bear grumbled. Ilsie felt hands grip her arms and someone lifted her to her feet. Wren and Fox were quickly at her side. Bear had no weapons, but took a few steps towards Reuben's. He held his fists up and clenched them. Rubens still held his dagger and took a brave lunge towards Bear. In return, the sailor gripped Rubens by the wrists to prevent his blade from going anywhere near him. Can you stand on your own? Wrens murmured quietly to Ilsie. Bear will hold him off as much as he can. I was shocked, Ilsie said. It made it nearly impossible to move. Her legs bent awkwardly with her knees facing towards each other. She could only feel her ankles and feet at the moment. Help me carry her to safety, Rens said to Fox, and he nodded grimly. They draped Ilse's arms around her shoulders and lifted her up by her thighs. She gripped with her fingers as much as she could, and they walked her away as quickly as possible. He's not looking so good, Fox said, turning to look over his shoulder. Some of the troops are coming in as backup. It's just Bear and that crazy braid lady they had to fight the soldiers. They've called for reinforcements, Wren grunted under Ilse's weight. They were taking her into town and over the cobblestone streets. Put me down between one of the buildings or something, Ilsy said. I'll crawl for help while you get Sebra and Bear out of there. Bear knows what he's doing, Fox said. Yeah, he knows to duck out when there's too many of them. I see him heading south, hopefully into the forest. The hell if they ever find him in there. Where are you taking me? Ilse asked, her head lolling and leaning against Wren's. Stay with us, he warned. We're meeting up with the other dissenters. We'll get you out of the city in no time. Promise.